Michael Manorino, and this is By Appointment Only, the tattoo podcast where we explore the relationship between a tattoo artist and the person that they tattoo. We talk about tattoos, why we love them, why we hate them, and more importantly, the magical relationship between the tattoo artist and tonight, our very special guest, his beautiful baby brother. This is our first ever, I'm having my brother on the show. If you are watching this on YouTube, there's nothing wrong with your screen. We just look this similar. Yeah. Uh, my brother's actually moving to Budapest. Budapest, hungry. And we wanted to have him on the show before he moved away. So yes, now's a good time that. to do it. DJ Michael Miguel's mind is blown right now. That is why we had to do this. We can talk about it if you guys want to talk about it. it. We'll talk about it. Yes. Okay, we'll talk about it. Matthew do Manor- to, Do I have to spike the camera? Or am I, yeah, should I be looking at you? You can do whatever you want, man. <laughs> okay. Just whatever feels good, just do that. I like that. They just like for me to look at the camera in the beginning what, because... What's the Simpsons episode? If it feels good, do it. Was that... What it is it? What is it? Bart's... Oh, it's Bart's inner child. It's the guy. Yeah, who's, yeah, yeah. yeah. If you, uh, it, Brian... If it feels good, you do it, and then, you know, all hell breaks loose. Correct. That is correct. Good episode. Well, Matt Manorino, Matthew Manorino, my younger brother, thank you for being here. Thank I'm you. so stoked to have you on thank the podcast. Thank you for having me. Why don't you tell everyone out there in Tattoo Podcast Land a little bit about yourself? I thought there'd be headphones. Why would there be headphones? Aren't there usually headphones? Sometimes there's headphones. We're, we're, we're very uh, open. What's this, the purpose of the headphones? Is it to hear myself? Is it to hear yeah. feedback? Yeah. yeah. Pretty much you can hear feedback, and then you don't hear anybody, like, talking over. So typically when there's everybody talking it seems fine in theory yeah but when you actually listen to it it just sounds like and if we were producing from another room and we could give you guys oh. notes or like tell you okay hey next thing or hey oh, we gotta go to this crazy. segment then you would need headphones but, but we don't that would, would freak me out to have someone in my ear to have you guys podcast from another room i like that i can look at you and if you guys are like hey wrap it up this story is getting kind of boring <laughs> that would be crazy i'd, I'd be like hey yo why are there two of you yeah hey, what's going <laughs> on? Is going on that would be crazy what was it well, i'm sorry what was the question tell everyone a little bit about yourself so that they can get to know you a little about myself yes uh wow that's tough man uh i'm your brother we are related I'm three years younger than you that is correct we share the same parents correct we share the same sister Correct. Uh, I well, was, by the way, Matt. Yeah, yeah. The holidays are coming. Okay. Is this a sponsored ad? I have some good news. Is a Manscaped ad? And I have some bad news. Okay. The good news is... Yeah. You get two Christmases. <laughs> uh, okay. But the bad news is... Yeah. Mom and dad are getting divorced. You're joking me. <laughs> <laughs> You're kidding me. One of the greatest themes of this podcast is that joke and us finding out that... like. 75% of the people that I tattoo have divorced parents and the joke of we got good news and bad news. There's going to be two Christmases, but mom and dad are getting divorced. Never stops being funny. What, what is that? Why do you think, why do you think people in our age bracket? I think we're all, we're all yeah. circling the same. I'm, th- I'm 35. Yeah. I'm 33. Okay. 28. You look a lot younger. Yeah. And you're, Thir- the, I'm 38. You're 38. Yes. All are you, are you, forgive me for asking, are you guys parents? Divorce? Yeah. yeah God, yes. <laughs> Why do you whisper like they were murdered? <laughs> <laughs> like if you said it out loud, it would make it come true. <laughs> are they, are they, you know? What is that? I think that a lot of people in our parents' age bracket got into marriages they didn't want to be into. Why? At that, It's not like there was a war previously where I understand after World War II, everyone got married because I just looked death in the face and I lived... And I came home and the only thing I want to do is no longer think about death. And so I'm going to get married. I'm going to have kids. I'm going to get the white picket fence. I'm going to be like a drunk and probably like 
hit my family, but yes. I'm, I'm married <laughs> and I'm not thinking about the death that I saw in Europe. Yes. For our parents, there was no war. I think it was because divorce. <laughs> they just saw all that cocaine in what the 80s and they that? were like, oh man, we need to get married. Because they all roughly got married in the 80s, right? Yeah. I, yeah, honestly, I think it's because they saw the, the, the ease of it. Was it Vietnam? No, it was, they were too young for Vietnam. Yeah. I, I just think that it was like, there was like less stakes. Like there's not the religious thing. There's less judgment because you figure back in like the 50s, if you got divorced, that was a big fucking deal. Yeah. Nowadays, people get divorced all the time. It was, it, was the, the, it was the first age where divorce wasn't a big thing. Exactly. Divorce so, was acceptable. In, in fact, all those people previously were unhappy. It was just divorce was such a bad deal that you just lived unhappy. Exactly. Yeah. Yes. And I think that like there was, there's this aspect of um, like the freeness of, you know, the 70s, 80s. Yes. Uh, and like how everybody was just kind of like, fuck it, peace, love, and like being together in unity. And then a lot of people saw that as a, oh shit, like, well, like being together in unity we need to do this like family shit. So yeah. the way to do that is by getting married. It's so strange. Yeah. I think that, I don't know. Maybe that's, un, maybe that's untrue. Maybe our generation will have a ton of divorce too. I think it's, it's going to be have kids old enough to accept it. Like if I had to guess, I think it's going to be kind of similar, not like a one-to-one -one thing, but I think it is going to be similar. I know I'm at the age range now where I have friends that are getting divorces. Do you really? Damn. Totally. I have, I have so many friends that have divorced. You're fucking kidding. You say you're 33. Yeah. And they're 33? Yeah. No. Yeah. Well, yeah bro, come on. Married? I had a friend, I mean, a friend of ours. I, I don't want to like air out his shit, but like he was divorced at like 26. Yeah. Like Get he was really young. Get the fuck out of here. Can you imagine going on dates and being like my ex-wife at 27? It is wild Yeah, to that's me. fucking crazy. Yeah, I see it on like dating shows like and shit all the Before time. Before you, like, yeah. You know, my, uh, me and my ex-wife share custody of our dog and you're 27? I'd be like, what the fuck? <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's fucked up. That's fucked up. Well, now that we've started things on a very positive note, we've talked about divorce. It's, and not, that, it's not that bad. I'm sorry. No, <laughs> and I also started by asking <laughs> you a question. But dude, two, but dude, two Christmases. <laughs> but you do get two Christmases. Yeah, great. Yeah. No, that wasn't good. <laughs> I didn't like it. I would have traded those two Christmases to have a whole Together point. parents, I agree. To get our parents together. Uh, that's the whole gag of the joke. Is you that don't want two Christmases. They come to you with two Christmases as if that's going to ease the blow of your parents separating. Well, our parents separated or got a divorce when we were too old when the magic was leaving Christmas. Yes. And so that wasn't even fun either. If yes. I was like seven, that would have been great. But <laughs> do you, so you're saying that it ultimately you would have preferred that they got divorced when you were seven? I think so. Yeah. And I was 10. Yeah, I think so. One year after I saw the movie scream with Michelle. <laughs> That's crazy. I, I have a lot of thoughts about that because you, <laughs> about me seeing yes, scream with Michelle. Yes, I think about it a lot. Actually. By the way, for everyone out there, uh, our parents were super creative. I'm Michael. My brother is Matthew and our sister is Michelle. Very, <laughs> very, very creative. Yeah, it stinks. <laughs> it really stinks. What, it's not why a, does it stink? It's boring names. My thing is Michelle and Michael are the same thing. <laughs> yeah, it's the same fucking name. My parents really rode for that like narrative. Like Michael, Michelle, boy, girl. Okay, let's just... They, they, you know, they walked so like Kim, Chloe, Courtney, yeah, you know, could yeah, all run. Exactly. You know? I had a horrible moment. I was um, at the gym practicing the combat art known as Muay Thai. Uh-huh. And... There was a guy who I was training. He's holding the bags or whatever. And I'm like, hey, I'm Matt. And he goes, oh, I'm Matt too. And I go, oh, were you born in 1988? And he looked at me like I was f like a fucking idiot. And he goes, no, more like 1999. So he's like 20 something. Mm -hmm. And he looks at me like, old man, like, do you think I'm old like you? 
and I said, <clears throat> I only say that because Matt was the most popular boy's name in 1988. So whenever I meet someone named Matt, they've usually my age. He was so disgusted that I would assume that he was 35 years old because he was like 21. And I felt, I, I've never felt fucking older in my life. It was Did he look horrible. like he was 35? Did when he I look looked like- at him, he did look really young. When I really looked past my question, I was like, oh, right, yeah, this is a young man. But he was like 6'5 <laughs> or something. I was looking up. It's hard to tell when someone's that tall. Okay. I have those moments, too, where I like see somebody and I'm like, oh, yeah, like, you know, the people that look like me or whatever. And then you realize, like, wait, those are like young people dj michael miguel is dying over here if there was ever a topic that for some reason just absolutely fucking got him this hey when he gets you it gets you when the spirit gets you because i'm just thinking about the guy holding the bags and he's just like what the fuck man (laughs) (laughs) he he was like what because because he smiled and i realized he didn't have these like these crow's Crow's feet feet, Uh and i thought oh you're so young like it was it was bad. I felt I felt old, and then everyone started to chime in about how young they were, and that as I was just hands down the oldest guy there. I guess age aging if that's what we're here to talk about. It's a motherfucker. I oh, will Str- talk about struggling it a little bit. with aging a little bit. We're gonna talk about some different things. We're gonna kind of uh, yeah, maybe we talk should about get, your life. Yeah, it, yeah, listen, maybe, maybe we should it doesn't matter. Okay. One my buddy uh, Adam who was here, we got through like five questions and then just went on a crazy tangent, and then the show was over. I listened to the one. Um, I listened to two of them. And I felt really self-conscious after listening to one of the young woman who... Oh, Roxana, you said that you felt like you didn't have any clout. Yeah, because that was wild to listen to. <laughs> Dog, you have clout? No, I don't. I don't have any clout. You you have your own like PR firm. It's not a PR. Okay. I'm sorry. What? Please cut that. Edit that. It's not a PR firm. I'm just kidding. <laughs> I actually don't. I like, okay, no, I'm sorry. You have a, a consulting shit. firm. Also not true. He's got it wrong. Cut that. Cut that too. <laughs> okay, what is, that. what is it's it? a creative agency? Man. I'm sorry. That sounded the most cloudy of all three. Creative agency? Yeah, it does. That sounds like the same thing that she does. It is the same thing that she does. That's what I'm saying. But she was saying like, oh, I full send that. And I was like, the fuck does and I'm like googling what does full send you don't mean? know what full send means no dude do I, I don't Who have do you a, hang out with I don't have people? an Instagram I don't have a Facebook I have a LinkedIn which I'm very active on and <laughs> <laughs> why is that like a weird humble brag you're like yo check me out on LinkedIn I'm on LinkedIn uh, I have a very active on LinkedIn and I watch YouTube shorts instead of TikTok because I'm afraid of getting absorbed into tiktok so i watch youtube <laughs> shorts thing. it's not <laughs> don't say it is i think it's slightly different it, you you're not I realizing myself that it's a little different that he that and you guys are watching it in real time matt is the neurotic version of me <laughs> yeah. or, more yeah. more so more yeah. so or just like we went on we we chose the same path but it was like different steps. Yeah, that's. I think that's what it is. It's like a Goosebumps book, and like you're page eleven and he's page thirteen. Like, there we go. Well, like, what's interesting is that we diverged in our twenties and thirties, but I feel like now we're coming back together. Yeah, I went super corporate. It, for you guys, don't. I, I, I'm talking to you guys, but I guess I'm talking to. The, but I'd rather talk to you guys. That's than, fair. That's fine. Than, you can talk to us. Than the YouTube audience. Yeah. But I uh, worked in video games for ten years mm. as a corp on the corporate side on in video games, okay. and so I've been a corporate wage, uh, you know, uh, prisoner for ten years, <laughs> yes. and I just quit my job and I'm doing my own thing now. Yeah. But now I'm poor, mm. and so uh, 
my life is different now. I have freedom, but not money versus before I had. I money, fucking love that you're here because I did the same fucking thing. Yes, you yeah. did. Did yeah. you? You worked corporate? Uh, well, I wasn't corporate, but I worked like retail, like hardcore yeah. for a while. And it like worked my way up through that. Did yep. that for like five, six years. And then one day I was like, I don't want to do this anymore. Yeah. And I'm sick of having a boss. So now I own my own company and yeah it's shout like, out to him it's, it's yeah it's i mean shout out to him shout out my screen printing company like shout out like all that shit shout but, out your future card store that you're gonna own yes that would be freedom. awesome yeah what was you, that? you have freedom but man. i'm free yeah i've never been i today i told my wife i was like i'm stressed out today and i haven't felt this way in months yeah. like and it was all because my family is just full of drama which i'm sure you guys have plenty what's of going on uh, we can talk about all the is it is it baby d no it's not baby d no, no. His it's, birthday it's, is Monday, right? What was that? His birthday is Monday. His birthday is Monday. Okay, shout cool. out to Devin. Shout out Devin. Shout out Baby D. But but even the stress that I feel in my most stressed working for myself pales in comparison to my most relaxed in a corporate job because I was just gray. I was numb in a corporate job. It didn't fucking mean anything working in a corporate job. Now... It's like an incremental, um, I'm talking to you now. Okay. It's easier for somebody to talk to them <laughs> than it is to my brother. I don't know what that it's is. It's okay. It's incremental, right? Like you can work in a corporate place and you can put 100% effort into your job and you will move the needle a fraction of a fraction of a fraction. Yes. You don't mean anything in that environment. You actually mean nothing. When you own your own thing, as you know, every trip you make that's kind of a pain in the ass, every hand you shake, every new person you meet who you convince to come in and who you have to fucking like glad hand some jerk, they come and get tattooed. That is a monumental change in your life. You've made such a big impact because it's for you, yes. right? Mm -hmm. Right? Yeah, do, you, do you think that that's something that's like unique specifically kind of to the video game industry where you, like you said, you're moving, the needle barely even moves moves a fraction of a fraction. Do you think that's all corporate I, I type jobs? I think it's actually better in games than it is anywhere else. Imagine if you worked for HSBC. Imagine yeah. if you worked for Bank of America. The fuck do you matter there? You're nothing, right? But some people, I'm jealous of these people, can take their brains and go, I'm just doing a job. This is to provide for my family. For sure. And they don't need, and they and they do karaoke on the weekends and that's how they get But there. they don't need like a create, they, they don't need work is not creativity. Or maybe them. their creativity is they make gift bags or whatever, right? Or they make greeting cards. And that's okay for them, but you and I are similar, right? Like we, we need creative people. Like I was doing creative work in video games and then some fucking executive who's a billionaire would look at it and say, I don't like this. And then I would be fucked. Then my whole work would be done and I would feel bad. Yeah. What the fuck is that? Right. Okay. Either way. You know what? Okay. So I, we're going to kind of do this a little bit differently because yeah. what you're talking about is I think what people are going to be the most interested in. Yeah. And I think that. Whenever people come in and get tattooed and they talk to me about my life and my family yeah. and you come up and I say that, oh, my brother worked in the video game industry. Yeah. And it's the biggest one where so many people have been like, yo, how do I get into it? I really want, I, I love gaming. I love gaming. How do I get into it? How do I get into it? And I'm just kind of like, you know, I mean, he went to Art Institute and he also got in with a company kind of in their infancy and everything just really snowballed and he became very successful in that way. So you went to Art Institute. Yeah. Backwards, what made you decide? Was it just like you loved video games and it felt like you felt connected to it? Like, why did that feel like your path at the time? Yeah, I mean, you you had a question on here. Your first question is about um, my first encounter with art. Yes. And Okay, so let's talk about that. What was your first encounter with art? My first encounter with art it was not going to museums or seeing paintings or movies or anything. My first encounter with art was with the video game Final Fantasy VII. Uh, you're nodding your head. 
before Final Fantasy VII, I was playing Donkey Kong or Mortal Kombat <laughs> or Crash Bandicoot. And these are uh, pieces of entertainment. They are popcorn So you're saying movies. Crash Bandicoot is not art? No, it's not. I mean, well... <sighs> Damn. That's crazy. Well, let me say this. You're saying Mortal Kombat? You're saying Scorpion finishing someone is not art? I don't want to define... Defining art is an insane endeavor anyways, right? Correct. Because there's a lot of stupid fuckers who would say that tattoos aren't art, right? Yes, a ton of people would say that, but we all know that's not true. Or we all know that's not true. So I don't want to, I don't, I think it's a foolish endeavor to try to define art. That said, art as I interpreted it was those games were popcorn to me, right? They're fun and they are fidgety and they're, and they're interesting to play, but they uh, didn't move me. When I played Final Fantasy VII for the first time, a Japanese game that was ported to the US, it had all of the sensibilities of a Japanese RPG, JRPG for our audience at home. And with that came, so much more detail and care to the things like the soundtrack, the story, uh, the characters, the art, the development. And that game was the first brush I had with art through games. And it moved me and it touched me in such a pivotal way that I thought there's nothing else I want to do with my life other than be involved with video games one way or the other. And so that's pretty much has been my goal since I played Final Fantasy VII. What was it about it that was it just everything was like everything encapsulated in the game that moved you and you just... So you feel like you've had that dream since you were how old when this? Uh, I don't. I don't know. I was probably eleven or twelve, and you stuck with it the entire way. <clears throat> yeah, and 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 Final Fantasy VII being a masterpiece isn't a new feeling. It isn't a, a unique perspective. It's widely renowned as the one of the best video games ever made. So it's not like it was my unique thing, right? Like it's everyone knows Final Fantasy VII is fucking insane, right? It's so good. Uh, they remade it and then it sold a billion copies or whatever, right? But the, yeah, I mean, uh, from that point, I knew I wanted to be in that ecosystem. I wanted to be in that universe. I wanted to be around that gravity that is video games and touch it somehow. Uh, I'm way too dumb to code. I'm a fucking moron. You have to be like smart to do math and like to do engineering and coding. I can't draw for shit. Uh, I went to school for 3D modeling, which is like making 3D characters for the games. And I was bad at that. I literally cheated my way through college. Like there was a guy who I sat next to and I would like buy him lunch and he would let me cheat off of him. Like that's literally how I graduated. I was fucking cheating the entire time. What was this order? Uh, it was, this is crazy. We had no money back then. <laughs> so we would get bean and cheese burritos, French fries, Del Taco open it, put the French fries, roll it back up. You'd be full the whole day. And Hell it was yeah. like $3. Cherry Amazing. Coke. Amazing. It was so fucking good. I don't know what it is about the Cherry Coke at Del Taco. Oh, it's fucking smack. So good. Else. It's yeah. so weird. Yeah. They're doing something with the syrup. Yeah. Or alternatively, this is the meal. This is the ticket. Uh, fresh fresh baked loaf of French bread from Vons or whatever. Fuck yes. Yeah. <laughs> but, then, Fuck yes. but then you get a package of provolone. You open the entire package. You put that in the bread and you eat that. That's a big what? That's <laughs> the amount of times on tour that I have walked through some bumfuck state holding an entire French loaf of bread yeah. all day, just ripping off That's pieces. That's the play. That's the play. Yeah, a dollar. Next time, get a, a thing of sliced cheese, pop it in there. That's a sandwich now. I, I hear you. I'm vegan, but I, I will get vegan cheese. And also, you have money now. Oh, You're yeah, not yeah. Also, yeah, I, don't, I don't have to do those things yeah, anymore. Okay. Don't do that. <laughs> you can still enjoy life. Yeah. My bad. My bad. Now, what you just explained to me taking a loaf of bread yeah. or cheating your way through art Institute. Yeah. That's a work of art right there. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh, Do you think 
are you artistic? Do you feel like in your heart of hearts, do you feel like I'm an artistic person or do you say more, my brother's the artist? Is that something you identify with? Artist is hard to define again. Um, Truly. I, I'm, uh, so I, I went in, I'm a creative director. So uh, imagine a creative director is like a film director, but for campaigns, for marketing, right? Like that's kind of like, I, I oversee the, orchestra that would be a marketing campaign right i'm basically conducting to make sure everything goes out and is at a high quality bar at the tone and level and style that we that we require uh the the theme uh you know so example the best example you could use is got milk right like that was developed by creative directors they developed the entire campaign and idea and then michael bay directed the famous got milk commercial but they hired michael bay to do that and they told him what they were looking for and then he executed it so is less of an artist and more of a conductor in my mind. Um, but I don't know how you define an artist because I don't know, like a professional skateboarder is an artist, right? But I think if you're going to say a professional skateboarder is an artist and so are you Yeah. because sure. Leonard Bernstein is an orchestra conductor and he's an artist, but I wouldn't. Yeah. But I'm, I'm a, I'm like scum compared to Leonard Bernstein. We're all scum compared to Leonard Bernstein. Yes. But, but I think that if you are able to take a hundred moving parts and organize them into one single line, that's exactly that what takes I do. artistry. You understood what I do after that one definition better than 99% of the people I try to explain what I do. No one ever fucking gets it. Well, we're related. Yeah. Uh, we effectively share the same brain. Yeah, so I think right. that that has a lot to do with it. Yeah. Yeah. So now what is your very, very, very first memory of a video game? Do you have one? Like you're like a little baby. Like for me, Oh. I remember playing Mario Brothers and I remember playing Mortal Kombat. Those are like the two things I remember really, really well. Do you have one? Dude, it's my most potent memory. This of is, all your memories? Yes, this is too real. This is honestly going to get to be too real. It's making me emotional. But you and I are little and we're in your room in the Long Beach house and we're playing Resident Evil 1 on that little RCA TV. Yeah. And you are playing it and I'm scared to death watching you play it. And you are Chris Redfield and you're walking down a hallway and dogs bang, bump, jump through a window. And I remember getting so scared in that moment that that memory is so deeply within me. It's like my core gaming memory. It's it's like whenever I write about gaming or talk about gaming, that is the thing that I can always call back to of like, oh shit, these things are, these things are powerful. These things are beyond... These things can consume me entirely, right? Like, and it was, yeah, that's that's my earliest game memory, hands down. It was have, so powerful. I have a pair of shorts that have the dogs, the Resident Evil dogs on them. Yeah. In in uh, honor of that memory. It's crazy. Because yeah. you've told me this before. This is like. I remember it deeply, deeply. I remember the room. I remember the moment. I remember the way the TV in the dark room bounced off of everything. The blue light of an RCA TV. It was beautiful. It was gorgeous. Um, but yeah, it's, it's a powerful memory for me. Now. Let's move on to the tattoo thing really quickly. Mm. With the tattoos, do you think that it's something that just because I was into tattoos and tattooing and all that stuff, it was something that you identified with? Or do you think it was something that like you also had your own memories and your own interest? Was it because we were both in the hardcore scene? Like what was your first memory of tattoos? I think it started because of the hardcore scene because everyone in the hardcore scene had tattoos and you kind of like had to get some to fit in. I don't know. I, I feel like I've always kind of not cared about like anything until re I don't know. Does that make sense? Like I don't, I just never cared that much about kind of anything like not in a dead, like numb way, but like I was like, yeah, tattoos would be cool to get. And then I just got some cause you got them. 
hardcore the hardcore scene you had to be cool if you're cool you got them but after i got a hardcore i still was like yeah i don't know tattoos are cool you know me like yeah i'll be like hey do you want to tattoo me and you're like yeah and you're like what do you want i'm like i don't i honestly don't care i, do, I actually don't really care or what what's important to me is like the memories that's imbued like if you're tattooing me that's kind of what matters right totally. like it's a moment to spend time with you it's a moment to have something in my body that reminds me of you uh that I feel like I'm going to carry with me forever. Like no one else gets to have that, right? That's so rare that family members can have that. So I don't care what it is ever. But also it applies to like every tattoo I've ever gotten overseas. Like I have... Um, like your rose on your shoulder from Korea. I got a ro- I got a thing up here and from a guy in Korea. Will you tell that story really quickly? Because I tell people that story and I think it's really funny. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm in Korea. I'll tell you guys it. So I'm in Korea. Does the, do the levels get bad when I go like this? They're fine? It's a 360. Nice. Um, <laughs> <laughs> nice. Like so impressed. So I was in Korea and no expense. <laughs> yeah, I know. Wow. Fancy. So, so I was in Korea and, uh, I was there for work. I worked in esports for a long time, professional esports. And we were, uh, the, uh, doing a tournament in Korea for league of legends, the video game. Oh, shit. And, um, I was there and I had a day off. We were doing some filming and I had a day off and I said, I'll go get tattooed. Uh, and I, again, I don't really care. So I just looked up what was near a guy looked cool, whatever. So I go and he, and he's like, oh, I'll do this tattoo. I'm like, dude, I don't care. Just do whatever on me. He says, okay, great. Cool. I'll do this thing. And he puts like this peony rose thing on my collarbone and it's, uh, and it's, and it's the worst it's, it's worse. I'm not like, I was joking about my throat being pain. The, the collarbone was unbelievable agony and usually with mike i'm like dude use numbing stuff because i'm not afraid of looking like a coward in front of my brother but in front of a, like other tattoo artists i'm like never gonna ask for numbing stuff because they're gonna be like Pfft. so so he's doing and it's horrible pain and i'm like my neck's all the way back like he's cradling my head in his arm it's like horrible 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 situation he speaks no english i speak no <laughs> korean and i am like and i'm like <clears throat> i'm like i'm i'm like gonna cry i'm gonna tap out i'm done i'm done i'm done and i go I go, uh, how, how much, how much longer, how much longer? And he goes, not long, not long. And I'm like, okay. And he's like, two, three more hours. And I was like, oh, <laughs> it was the craziest news. He'd already been tattooing me for like three hours. I don't know what was taking so long. I don't know why that happened, but it was like the way he delivered the news was as if he was saying like, two more minutes, three more minutes. Yeah. He said two, three more hours as if like two, three more hours. It was so, fu- I wanted to fucking scream. I was so upset. And then it just, we got done with it and it was bad. It, it sucked. It, it did take another two or yeah, three miles. It took like two more hours uh, because I don't get color tattoos because I actually just don't want the pain. Mm-hmm. Like I kind of like color tattoos, but I just won't get them because I don't want to sit through color. Yeah. I don't like the pain. I actually don't like getting tattooed. He knows that I'm not very good at sitting. Um, so you do fine. No, thank you. you. Okay. Thank we you just, I know that you've got like two hours max and beyond that. I'm done. Yeah. Because even like today when we were kind of like working on your throat and I was like, I can, I'm losing them. I can feel it. Dude. I was, it was so bad today. You did great. It was fucking You and horrible. I are very much alike. Like, I, I, I don't like getting tattooed. It's awful. I fucking can't stand it. Can't stand it. Yeah. I think it's honestly my last one. I, I doubt that very Where much. else am I going to get tattooed? Your legs. You have so much space. Mm, legs. <laughs> 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 legs. 
is so. it in the way, I guess I think it's probably easier for me because people like Marvel over you working in the video game industry. Yeah. Is it weird having a brother that tattoos? I mean, in that way, like we were talking about Dylan Buck or Paul Beleza, like I'm very grateful that those people were in my life Yeah. because you said, oh, my brother's a tattoo artist and then they come to me and now I tattoo them a bunch. But is it a weird thing? Is it just like, this is another oddity of my family? How, how is it? When I, uh, It's not weird in Los Angeles because I feel like 90% of people in Los Angeles tattoo. Like everyone I meet I hate that. fucking tattoos. So it's not crazy. But when I go to Budapest, for example, whenever I tell people that, they're like... Is he a criminal? They're, they, they're, they're pretty surprised by it. They're surprised by the amount of tattoos that I have. Eastern Europeans have a lot of tattoos in general. It's still very much in vogue in the way that it was in vogue here, like in the early 2000s, like tribal or like wings and stuff like macho man tattoos. Oh, dog, that shit's back with a vengeance in LA though. But I mean like macho men get it in Eastern European. It's I not understand. like It's not like emo emo dudes getting like bar, like tribal to be ironic. It's like literally a guy who like does MMA gets tribal on his bicep because he thinks it looks like Eastern Europe still kind of operates in that way because it's also very like jacked to dude culture. Like you work out a lot there. Yeah. Um, and so people kind of are like, Whoa, you must, people always say you must do tattoos to me. And I say, no, no, my brother does. And then, you know, they, we talk about them. They're pretty, they're pretty excited about that. But here it's always like uh, at the gym I go to, uh, like everyone's a tattoo artist and they are like, Oh, you're an artist. I know my brother is. Oh, cool. What shop? Tell me what shop. And then that's literally the conversation. That right? makes sense. Yeah. Uh, quickly, before we get onto the video game thing and you're giving people advice with all that shit, do you have any uh, good, funny childhood memories that you can think of? Uh, the one that I always tell people is when dad thought he was drowning in two feet of water at the water park. Um, that's probably my favorite, like for whatever reason, just because I think dad was so pissed that he looked foolish in front of people. Yeah. Um, do you have any f good childhood memories you think of that like really... Have you guys heard the story before? No. It's very funny. Uh, we would go to Palm Springs because our parents had a timeshare. That was like our summer vacation thing. Hell yeah, timeshares. Yeah, yeah. So, they, they would do the thing. There was a water park called Oasis. And one of the things like our parents kind of like gamed us with was like, we will let you, if you guys don't act like fucking little bastards, we will take you to Oasis at some point during this vacation. And my dad liked it because he could lay in the sun the whole time and sunbathe and just like be a buff dude. And Matt and I are like pressing him, like just come with us on one slide, please. Like just, you just sit in the sun and we don't like it. Just come with us on a slide, pressing him, pressing him, pressing him. Finally, he's like, okay, fine. You guys pick the slide. I'll go on it. Matt and I confer and we're like, we'll just take him on the craziest one. Like for sure. Like we can't take them like on the bitch ass one. Like, like the one like burns your back when you go. <laughs> you have like, your back hurts afterwards. You're going so, so fast. We go up the stairs and Matt and I are kind of just like looking at each other like, haha. And, and like, Is it like the one that's got to go just like straight down? Straight down. Basically. Pretty much. Straight yeah. down. Okay. Yes. And it like hits a left corner and you like shatter your <laughs> shoulder. Like, like you lose like a hip. You're you done. Know, so yeah. Pretty yeah, much. Scrapes your skin off. So I think because just the nature of it, him not really understanding what was going to happen. He, I go, Matt goes, and then we're waiting for our dad. And he comes like a fucking rocket <laughs> into the landing pool area. And he like, is like flailing around and is like, I'm drowning, I'm drowning, I'm drowning. And the lifeguard was like, stand up, stand up. And our dad just like did the thing where he likes, and he's like, oh, okay okay come on let's go let's go let's go and like i just for whatever that's reason so i love funny. that story. that's such a good story because he was like pretty bummed he was just like i yeah. i was literally i remember it and so well my head him yelling i'm drowning i'm drowning i'm drowning 
And this is a dude who's like buff and is like a bodybuilder and this whole thing. Uh, imagine thinking you're drowning and being able to say I'm drowning. <laughs> like that's not, it's like, like people will go like, I'm choking. Like, no, you're not. No, you're because not. you can say I'm choking right now. You're <laughs> good. Just breathe through your nose. So is yeah. there anything that sticks out or is there well, not really? I have, I have two. Okay, I have. I don't know. I don't know. We can cut story two if it's too personal. Just no, no. Just just do like the easiest one. Like the easiest. You don't want to do a gnarly one. No, not really. Okay. Let's keep it light. Let's. Keep I it have light. a really, but I have a gnarly one that lives with me every day. You and I can talk about that off mic. Oh, it's not that kind of podcast. I don't. <laughs> I'm telling you, it's not about our parents. It's about you and I. <sighs> is it like like is it? Where where is it? It's devastating. I don't want to do that. <laughs> okay, <laughs> okay. We can I, talk about it. I off respect mic. that, but I do need to unburden myself at some point because it's the worst thing I've ever done. <laughs> oh so, no! And so when people ask me what's the worst thing you've ever done, that's the story that I tell them. Oh God! <laughs> Are you re- going through the Rolodex You're right now? Like- I don't. I don't want. I don't even want to know. It's dev. It is. It is devastating in the way that um, childhood can be devastating, but not in like a. Not in a traumatic way, in a way that uh, is devastating for children. Like the way that children can be cruel in a devastating way, that's the way it was. Oh, I don't like light. Too I heavy? Like, I don't like that. Too heavy. This is a lighthearted podcast. I understand. Then I'll tell you another story that I like. Okay. But it's not, again, it's not like no one dies. <laughs> Okay, either way. I still, okay, 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 okay. The okay, way okay. you built this up, I think I want to have this conversation with you off mic. Okay, that's fine. I completely, I have to respect that. The, now I have to think of a funny story. I knew it was going to be, I, let me tell you two, Grits Gravy, I knew it was going to be like this. I knew, you two are like in hysterics over there. <laughs> I can see that Matt really wants to tell this story and I you need, are I not need, this I need to unburden my soul. You go, you go I mean, let's talk about it my dad. Then he goes, okay, but like seriously, I have to unburden, unburden myself. myself. When people go, what's the worst thing you've ever done? I tell them this story. No, I have two stories of the worst thing I've ever done. Why do you have two stories of the worst thing you've ever done? I can tell you one that doesn't have anything to do with us. Sure. Okay. Let's do that instead. Okay. When I was in great, I'm going to unburden myself to you guys and this to the like world. A fucking confessional. <laughs> that was so hectic. Oh when I was a child, uh-huh. I had a classmate whose mother passed away due to cancer. At oh, what age? Oh God. What? What age? I was probably in fourth grade. Okay. So that makes me 12. Yeah. And I did not, I was not friends with this kid. In fact, I was, I was a chubby kid. And my parents were getting divorced, so I was a bully. I was not nice to this young man, but his mother died. And the school said, if you go to this woman's funeral, you have the day off of school. (laughs) They set this whole shit up for failure. Do you guys understand where this is going? (laughs) Yes. Yes. I told my parents that I was friends with this young man. (laughs) And to avoid going to school... I went to his mom's funeral instead. And you were actively a bully to this child? Actively a bully. <laughs> I feel so bad about it. That's the worst thing you've ever done? Yeah. Holy shit. That's, that's the worst oof. thing I've ever done. Mine's a lot worse than that. That's the worst thing. I Well, the other, and the other thing is way less worse than that too. The other thing is like kind of like, I just feel bad. 
<laughs> but that's the worst thing I've ever done. Cut it, we can cut it. No, because it's gonna fuck him up. Oh, okay. yeah. It'll bring, it, it'll bring the never mood mind, down. Mind, it'll bring mind, the mood down. Okay, funny story. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? Let's move. Ah! We're moving on. We're moving on to the next story. topic. No, let let me finish the funny story. <laughs> um, I don't know, man. About growing up together. One time, I fell down the stairs completely naked. Oh yeah. <laughs> How about that? I was at the top of the stairs wearing a towel and I slipped off the top step. The towel flew off and I distinctly I <laughs> cut this if this is if this breaks any rules. But no. I distinctly remember my penis <laughs> flapping as I rolled. That is a distinct memory. I remember it almost looking down and seeing it flapping as I was rolling. Just wave it in the wind. I, I distinctly remember thinking, like, look at it go. <laughs> and, the, and the big challenge is that my family obviously thought it was the funniest thing they'd ever fucking seen. But I had just fallen down some stairs and was upset. How many? But, uh, so, so check it out. Honestly, probably a dozen. Okay. I, will, I will explain it this That's way. That our, our childhood home, it was like front door. And then there was like a flat landing. It was like three steps on each side, living room, bathroom, and then a dining room area in the kitchen. And then there were stairs that led up to all the bedrooms. It was like probably, yeah, yeah I would say between like six, no, like 10 and 12 stairs. Yeah. Now some backstory <laughs> on this. Matt had just gotten out of the shower shower yeah. and my mom was making dinner. And I think our dad was like watching TV or something. Yeah. yeah. And Matt and I were like joking around and Matt was like doing the Bart Simpson thing and it was like dancing with the towel and like being silly. Yeah. And yeah, he lost his footing. <laughs> and it was like in a way where I think that he he was so surprised about what was happening that he just let his whole body go limp. It was like head over heels. Rolling. Yeah, completely it barrel like, rolled. It wasn't it was like, like a Simpsons. It wasn't like yes. It wasn't like Mr. Bean rolling. It was like head over heels. <laughs> penis flapping <laughs> yeah i remember i think that's like a childhood Dick that's in a, the wind, Dick in the wind. <laughs> that's yeah. a childhood memory i think that was the first time i was laughing so hard yeah that i couldn't stop but i felt so bad because yeah. we were all laughing at you yeah I'm, i'm getting laughed at you're naked <laughs> you're falling down the Did stairs you start crying you oh, of course 100%. <laughs> i was a cry kid the drop of a dime i'd cry cry oh. cry cry no problem so yeah i was fucking crying yeah <laughs> Yeah, I cried, pal. Are you are you a crier as an adult? No, not no. at all. Not at all. I've repressed that all deep within me. <laughs> That's smart. That's smart. It's so deeply repressed. The last time I cried was during the film. No, recently. During the film After Sun. Oh, yeah. It's a good movie. I just had my daughter. So imagine. After Sun's all about a father and his daughter going on a trip together. And she is becoming old enough to start wanting to go on her own. He's still a young father. And so he's trying to deal with his own things. I had a four month old asleep in my arms at 3 a.m. And I was just bawling. I was just crying. But I'd also hadn't slept in like 72 hours. Yeah, right? I, the last time I cried was also during a film. It was uh, the Taylor Swift Eras Tour movie. Yeah. Uh, yeah. The, she gives the 22 hat to yeah. Kobe Bryant's daughter. Holy shit. Yeah. And I was just That's potent. Yeah. in the back of the, that's potent I stuff. Was, wait, 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 
The daughter that died? No, no dude. No, no, no. He has another daughter. What do you mean the daughter? Because that I was died? like, I was this so was fucking like confused. I was like, recent. what? Yeah, yeah. Like, none of this makes sense. Like, am I, no, am no, I in no, an no. alternate reality where no, only Kobe Bryant died? Oh, you thought it was a Bernstein, Berenstein, Bear situation. <laughs> yeah, that's what I was thinking yeah, no, for a second. No, no, no. no. He has another like, daughter. This is the, the, the younger, younger, younger daughter. Is she, is she like, does she like cry or is she just like, thank you, think She's just stoked. Yeah, she just looks stoked. But okay. It was just like, That's beautiful. You know, a moment. Yeah. That's a beautiful moment. It is. Was it like? Did you just like a tear, or were you like? Oh, oh I was like yeah. full blown. Like could not see blurry vision. Yeah. Like damn, I can't imagine you crying. That's crazy. Oh, man. I would never cry in front of you. This is a cry. Uh, yeah, I cry. A lot. This is a cry. I cry a lot. <laughs> I hate crying. I I, I do like I, I'm a one tear person a lot. I get like one tear. Like I'll be like, oh, that's it's sweet. so nice though. I wish I did it more. I'd be like putting on a sad song like on the way home if I'm by myself in the car. Yeah, I'm probably crying. It's so nice. Yeah. Like it feels so good afterwards. I feel free and loose. But I have trouble doing it because of repression. I guess hmm? this this episode is all fucking crazy. Is this I'm not what it usually is? Should I, I not? Li- should I have listened to more of? Okay, I'm trying to think of like the no no, no the, this this is more their creative director. This is more fun and fancy free. Yeah, it, depending on the person because you have a big personality too. You're able to to carry yourself and hold your own. Yeah, but sometimes when people come on, I we have to like I have to lead them. Yeah, because they're not used to being on microphone and they're not used to like doing an interview type setting. But you're familiar with this and you talk to people for a living. Yeah, in the way in like so, in some way I talk to people for a living. So you and I are good at this because we just go back and forth and back and forth. And then you have two other personalities. It is nice. Good. Yeah. So it's like, it's just a nice, I'm going to do less of this and more just sure. shit yeah. with you. Yeah. Um, I full send that. Full so, send fam. Let, <laughs> there we go. You did it. Dead ass. Dead, dead, dead ass. ass. Dead ass. Dead ass. Dead ass fam. That's, uh, <laughs> there you go. Is that, I'm trying to. You really, you really youthed it up. The Gen Z are going to be like, you know what? I think I'm going to keep I watching. Know, you're going to lose all your Gen Z listeners because it's too yeah, old, two old men. Yeah, we got, let me tell you, <laughs> we old, don't have two old men talking to each other about their feelings. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, as soon as are really getting off on that. Yeah. I will tell you on TikTok, our most popular, our most viewed TikTok was me saying that Gen Z tattooers are basically treat tattooers my age like shit. Oh, and so that's you, when I knew that we weren't so going to have. So you got old men, old men and women listening to your thing. I uh I think people like our age. Yeah. Yeah, old. And it's it's a lot of yeah, people that get tattooed. You know? yeah. Is that millennial? You're not. You're Gen No, he's a millennial. Yeah. What year are you born? Ninety five. Yeah, he's a millennial. I'm a, I'm the first year millennial. Yeah. Eighty five. I, I think the, the last year's like ninety seven. Wow, really? Yeah, it, it goes deep. Holy shit. Yeah. Now, quickly, speaking of millennials, speaking of people watching the show, all that shit, and listening to it. Uh, 9-11? Yeah, you're going to bring that up? <laughs> I, thought that, I thought that was the next thing you were going to uh, bring we up. We are going to have Conspiracy Corner. Yeah, I got a good one. I'm going to make time for Conspiracy Corner. Okay. Really quickly, Yeah. anyone out there that wants to get into the video game industry, because it's a yeah. thing right now, and yeah. people actually do want to get into the video game industry, kids ask me about it all the time. Yes. I, uh, I just shared Paul Belez's email with someone, the whole thing. Yeah. What is your advice, and what is your sincere, real advice? Okay, here's the thing I fucking hate. When people go... Um, I, I own my own agency now. Summoner agency, summoner.studio. Check it out. Book me, please. It's in the studio. Or it's in yeah. the show notes. In the show notes. Check it out on LinkedIn. Check it out on LinkedIn. Dude, honestly, <laughs> genuinely active. I'll add you on there. Add me on LinkedIn. I got you. You'll see. It's a good studio. It's a good agency. We're a month old. I just started an agency. And the thing I fucking hate when I started an agency, people went, I went, what, what advice? I talked to other agency owners, other business owners, and they went, don't do it. Don't do it. Don't fucking do it. It's too hard. You're going to fucking regret. I hate when fucking people do that because it didn't dissuade me. All it did was piss me off and either make me want to do it more or make an irrational decision about doing it because it pissed me off. Right. 
I would never do that about video games. What I'll say about video games is that the current conception of how you would work in the video game industry is you're an artist or you're a programmer. And that is untrue because you have to think about video games as Fortune 500 companies now. Every aspect of a Fortune 500 company exists within a video organization. So if you are a lawyer and you want to work in video games, there is an entire legal department in a video game company where you can work. If you are in HR, there's HR departments. If you are even in event coordination, they need to coordinate events for the entire staff. They throw parties, uh, Cinco de Mayo, Halloween, whatever. There's someone who does that. I got into marketing and creative. So there needs to be marketing, publishing, creative, all that shit. There is a, a massive army that doesn't work specifically on development that you can also do. So do what you're doing now, find what you like to do, and then go work at a video game company. It's not as if you have, to, it would be the same thing as working at a bank or whatever, right? Like it's, it's the same shit. It's all corporate America. You just happen to work on video games, right? Like it's not that, it's not that, I guess it's video games are hard to get into because everyone wants to do it. I got in because I got lucky. I was working at a startup writing as a writer and I fucking hated it. And I just applied at a video game company. I can say the name. It doesn't matter. Cause I like them and they're cool. I, I uh, worked at riot games for like eight years and I applied and I sent like a cover letter that was like, like fucking psychotic, right? Like it was so crazy. Like, I can't remember what it was, but it was like totally wacky crazy. And what happens is I know this now after working in the industry for a decade is that when people want to work and they send you a boilerplate cover letter, this is so boring guys. I'm getting bored. You guys okay no, with this? This is great. This is great. Oh my God. Um, they send you a cover letter that says, to whom it may concern. I'm a very good professional who understands this. And I go, I've been it. Fuck you. Right? Because you just sent me a copy paste that you sent every other fucking person in the world. Cover letters are fucking stupid and they're bullshit and you shouldn't have to write them, but that is the world we live in. So if you're going to write it, show me that you give an ounce of a fuck. Right? Show me that you've tailored it to be specifically to me or to my company or that you know anything about the game or that you have some level of personality. Because when I see that you just copied and pasted and sent it to 20 different video game developers, I, I feel like you don't have a personality anymore. That's probably unfair and that's probably not a good take, but that's just kind of how it is. I think that's a good take. I think that it's unfortunately, and not to like shit on, we'll say somewhere like Art Institute, but that's what they teach you and to be professional and that you need to have this one, this is the way that you're taught and you send it out to everybody. But I think again, that's what makes you a creative and that's what makes you a good good at what you do yeah. is that you understand that something's going to catch my attention yeah. and the world that we live in, the TikTok, the 10 second where everything happens so fast, you need to catch your future employees at employer's attention right away yeah. so that they want to grab you and go like, well, wait a second, let me look at this. It's also less about attention, more about like your level of giving a fuck. Like imagine if a young tattoo artist wanted to work here and sent you a letter that said, hello, I'm a professional tattoo artist and I've done this, this, and this, and I've worked here, here, and here. I would love to work at your tattoo shop um, and I feel like I could greatly add to that shop. Would you go like, this guy doesn't actually know where what we are about, right? Instead, they were like, yo, Mike, I watched the podcast. I, I love your, I've watched your Instagram. I think that tattoo you did of that dragon was really cool. You would go, okay, hold on. This guy did I don't know, five minutes of research and actually seems like they fucking want to work here and I'm not just a name on a checklist, right? Like, 
I don't know where I'm going with this point, but I hope that makes sense. It does. It's funny that you say that. Honestly, Matt, I'll tell you, I wish I got either one of those. I just get DMs that are like, hey, yo, how do I get into tattooing? Yeah. Yo, I want a tattoo. But teach me, question mark. <clears throat> fuck you. But it's the, same, <laughs> it's, it's, it's the same thing, right? Like, it's the exact same thing. Because if someone said, hey, Mike, um, I'm a huge fan of your tattoos. And I really have followed your journey. And I like what you do. And I really like your style. And I like the style of some of your artists. If you could teach me, I would love to learn from you. Um, I live in Los Angeles. Uh, let me take you to Blue Bottle for a coffee, right? You would give that person the time. Nah, of day, we ain't right? doing that. We're going to Erewhon, bitch. Yeah, yeah. Where, where, oh my, hey, listen. If they take me to Erewhon, oh, you know what? Hey, is it time? We can talk about it. Okay, really quickly, we're just going to put this conversation on hold. What the fuck? <laughs> me and DJ Michael Miguel went to Erewhon. It was his first time trying it. Oh, how'd you, yes. what'd you think? And let me tell you, DJ producer or producer Corey here. He loves to shit on Erwan. Fuck Erwan the long way. DJ Michael Miguel, Grits, why don't you tell Corey how it went? Honestly, like 9 out of 10. Yeah, it's fire. It's fire. Would I do it like every week? No. How much you spent? I spent like 46 bucks. On what? Uh, a chicken combo plate with like two sides. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, a crumble apple pie. That shit was hidden. Not gonna lie. It was really good. Yeah. It was really good. And then a... Peanut what butter blast. A peanut butter blast shake. Five Ooh. items. I never need it. I never want to hear this motherfucker complain about money ever again. <laughs> hey, hey, hey. hey. The second, the second, he's like, I don't know, man. Gas kind of expensive. I'm like, that's crazy. Erwan, get your ass over here. But see, the thing is, the, I validated it because I'm like, I'm not doing this every day. I'm not yeah. doing Girl this every it. week. Treat yourself. Yeah, treat, yeah. treat yourself. yourself. And yes. it was a it was a podcast bonding exercise. Yes. Yeah. I, I told him an Erwan. I have an Erwan story that I really like, which is, uh, can I tell my Erwan story? Yeah, you can do whatever you want. <laughs> During uh, the pandemic, a fun topic. The pandemic. During the damn pandem- t- pandemic, um, this was at the height of it. And my, at the time, girlfriend, now wife, were living in Venice together. And uh, fuck yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And me, being me, go, oh, I think there's some kind of weird pandemic going on. Oh, fuck it. I'll play another game of League of Legends, right? Not thinking, not, this is not going to be a thing. It's just happening in China. It's not a big deal. Worst comes to worst, and we are so unprepared for this for this lockdown. And it and there's a bunch of other people unprepared, so everyone rushes to the grocery store. We go to Whole Foods. Shelves are empty. We go to Vaughn's. This is Venice, too, right? Yeah. Shelves are empty. We go to Ralph's. Shel- 99 cent store. This shelves is Venice. Are empty. There's seven Whole Foods. <laughs> and they're all cleared, all cleared the out. fuck yeah. out. Toilet paper, water. The shit, I mean, it's just us at the time. It's all gone, right? Yeah. I go, holy, f- we're fucked. And, and and at the time, it <laughs> felt it felt even worse. It felt like the end times, right? Yeah. Holy fuck. I go, wait a second. I don't know. Hail Mary. Let's try Air One. Hail Mary. It's going to be cleared out. We walked into the Air One, and it was like that Edgar Allan Poe story, The Mask of the Red Death, where all of the nobles are partying in a castle at the top of the hill <laughs> while the peasantry all dies of the Spanish flu. It was like there wasn't a pandemic happening. There was fucking toilet paper. There were masks. It was like the most like sick and deranged I've ever felt. It was Rudy Tootie Fresh and Fruity it was Smoothies. Co- everyone was like, night. hello, welcome. How are you? And I'm like, Guys, there's a fucking pandemic happened. It was like nothing had happened. It was the weirdest moment because I truly felt like a dancing royalty while the rest of the world burned. And I just like gleefully added toilet paper to my cart. But each roll was, you know, $8 or whatever. How how much was your final bill? I don't remember. A lot. Hundreds of dollars. Well, shout out Erwan still. 
We love everyone on this podcast except for except for producer Corey. Uh, you lived in Venice. Yeah. Minotti's. You been there? No. Okay, never mind. Sorry. Apologies. It's fine. What is it? It's a coffee shop. He it's, swears by. It. He loves. Yeah, Minotti's. I love it. I I went there this morning. It was I fucking know. amazing. No, no. Yeah, it's like right next to like the the you know the sign that that says Venice. Yeah, I know that area really well. Minotti's. Yeah. Is it new? No, because I went there when I was like cutting hair, and fuck, that's been like since years. Years. How, yeah. how close to uh, the Australian breakfast place? Great White. Great White. Uh, I don't know where that is. Actually, I'm sorry. It's like it's only a couple streets down from Rose, right. like Rose Avenue. Cut this. Okay. Cut this all. Absolutely not. I'm just kidding. I'm no. Okay, uh, I am curious to know. Yeah. On the topic of video, I games, didn't answer the question about how to get into the. I industry. think you answered it really, really well. I think you did great. Similar okay. to like as how you uh, with Mila with the, like being an apprentice. Yeah, it's like it, like find for for me, it's like find the ta- the tattooer you want to work with and stick with it and get to know them and ingrain yourself in their life intern yeah intern find internships reach out to people on linkedin uh (laughs) linkedin is fucking crazy this is such a such a linkedin heavy episode that's no bullshit like linkedin is nuts because every fucking person that some every time someone ever says to me like oh like how do i get into blah blah or like anytime i hear anybody say that shit i'm like why the fuck are you not looking for like the hiring manager on LinkedIn it's and insane just sending them a DM? Because you could like reach out to the CEO of like Blizzard and be like, hey, what's up? And they might honestly, because what people like, people like if I reach out to a, I don't know, I don't, I'm not on social media. It's like Instagram influencer. I'm like, hey, what's up? I want to be an influencer. They're not going to fucking answer me because they have 8 million DMs and they're very popular and everyone wants to be around them. The CEO of like a game company is a fucking loser. <laughs> <laughs> everyone who works at a game company is a fucking loser. Anyone in the corporate world wants to be cool. And so any illusion that you're trying to make them cool, they are going to fucking grasp at so closely, right? Because if anyone ever reached out to me, it's like, oh, I'd love to be a creative director. I'm like, oh, let me tell you all that. Cause I'm excited. Cause I feel important for half a second, right? Like it's not, okay. it's, it's crazy. You can reach out to fucking anyone over there. It's Dude, super crazy. fucking easy. It's it is like, a it is a grand annoyance to me when people. I wish yeah that someone didn't ask me how to tattoo like once a month yeah and give me this like lukewarm the hang dog half ass or try to be too much of a homie about it and be like hey yo yo my boy yeah what's cracking yeah, there's one person good. listening right now that's been listening since episode one. I don't know who they are but like they've been listening since episode one and they're like constantly afraid to ask you about like how to get into tattooing. Just don't do it, Doc. No, <laughs> or, do it, or, or do it in the right way. Like, or, bring me a fucking coffee. <laughs> show, do do sh- it the, instead of the stupid way. Someone literally, I just had a conversation with someone where I was like, what do you fucking want me to say? Yeah. yeah. Oh, so I, when I, when I, uh, I got an interview at Riot and their interview process is like four or five months long. And what are you guys doing? They, give they it, give, give it a time warning. They give me time markers. We have just burned through time on this one. What is, we're 50 we minutes in. No, we're not done. <laughs> we're not done. We're not done. We're not you, done. But you this... put your hand up. What does that mean? He asked. Okay, so I think it was episode two or three. He was like, can you just give me a warning or at 50 minutes? And now I feel like it's almost become irrelevant because we give him timestamps as we're going through the fucking podcast. Yeah. And he gets the live updates. So I just like put my hand in the fucking It's seat. okay. But yeah, like. Do you not want to do that anymore? No, 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 no. I love It's fine. It's great. I, I don't mind it at all. I just think that it's so funny. This is the first time that someone's been like, what the fuck are you <laughs> What's doing? Going on because I've here? seen other people like, like I've, I've been, we're talking and I see them like 
like make a face. So they're like, must be some podcast thing. You know? what, the, like, what the hell are you two doing? So that's the, the gang signs. What that's the fuck are you two doing? That is the 50 minute marker, which lets me know that I, I effectively have like 40 minutes to keep. Because there was an episode where we were. 40 minutes to go? <laughs> Him 30 seconds ago. Wait, we're done? Matt. Wait, Matt. wait, wait, wait. wait. Just, just like two or three hours. <laughs> you have been going on about LinkedIn for the past 20 minutes and you're telling me Dude, you can't do this for 40 minutes? I have a one-year-old at home. My <laughs> wife is going to fucking kill me if I'm here any longer. My throat is as dry as anything right now. I'm out. That's why I gave it's you the- As dry as I'm anything? Out. What's fucking comparison? Okay, okay. Let's let's do this. We're going to do a speed round. Can you guys give me a little bit? Here. Yeah, what do here. you need? Drink out of mine. Whatever you got. <laughs> you want some monster? <laughs> some yeah, pink yeah, monster? Yeah, okay, there we go. Just to wet my whistle. Thank you. <laughs> Okay, we're gonna. You know, actually, I think this has been my favorite one. <laughs> this is so fucking good. Let me finish my point. Finish your point, and then we're gonna speed round. Do shit. a little fucking effort. That's all I'm saying in video game stuff, right? So I got it. So Riot's interview process is like six months long. You have to go through like a ton of panels. They make you jump through fucking hoops. I kind of respect it because they really, really um, vet who comes to work there. Not everyone can work there. Okay. Um, but what I did was I. This was back in the forum days. I became. Um, the post, uh, there was a character in the game called Varus. He's like a demon guy. I started on the forms writing as if I were him, uh, in a role-playing form and answered questions that people would give me. They'd be like, Varus, do you have a crush on Riven? And I'd be like, oh, Riven is... Uh, very spicy lady, really fucking cringy, bad stuff. But I went into the interview process and told them that, and they were like fucking doing backflips. They couldn't be more excited that I was doing that. They saw that I invested in the game. They saw that I liked the world. They were so fucking thrilled by that. Cause I gave like a, uh, this much of a fuck, right? Just do that. I know it seems <laughs> counterintuitive, but like, really, really invest, really, really work hard at it because it's not an impenetrable industry. It's just an industry that rewards um, the effort that you put into it. The, the harder you work towards making connections, meeting people, going to conferences, shaking hands. If you're socially anxious or socially awkward, you can reach out digitally. A lot of people do that. Everyone is on Twitter. It's the old, like the oldest thing I've ever said. Everyone's on Twitter. Everyone's on uh, X. It's called X Everyone's now. on X. Yeah, yeah, it's called X, man. It's cr- that that is. It's called X, and it's worth about half of what it was worth last year. <laughs> the fact it's called X. When I found that, I found that out like a month later. When it and it's the funniest thing I've ever heard in my life. I don't know why they did that. It's so fucking funny. It's like when the um the Washington Redskins were called the Washington Football Team. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that is the funniest name. Uh, my favorite thing is that after all of that, they just were like, "Yeah, no, we're now we're the commanders. We're the commanders. Like, Why didn't you just fucking say that?" Like, dude, the Washington football. Yeah, they should have stayed the football team. Yeah, that's, that's such a sick name. name I've ever. I'm sure that just says football, football team. team on it. <laughs> it has a they had on the it. merch. The merch said that it was like Washington football team. Like, yeah, that's so sick. Why yeah, the fuck did they change it? I know it? it's crazy. It's so crazy. But either way, um, you know. Do the do do the work if you want to reach out to me, Matthew Manarino on LinkedIn. We'll get you do it at the end. Okay, we can we can do all that stuff at the end. Reach out, I'll give you some advice. But my advice is, um, 
work at it. Just don't send 10 to 10, 10 different, 10, you know, boilerplate things to 10 different people. It's going to be a pain in the ass. It's going to take a lot of fucking work, but that's, that's how it's the game. You know? And that's anything that's like worthwhile and anything that's yeah. like you're passionate about and you love doing. You got to get into it. Yeah. And you have to immerse yourself in it. How you do everything is how you do anything. And without putting in the 10,000 hours without actually working towards it and mastering your craft and immersing yourself in it. You're never going to get there. And that craft can be outreach, right? That craft can be working, trying to speak to people or reach out to people in the industry who you admire or want to be. I get people all the time who I will, will hire one day because they reach out to me and say, I'm not a creative director, but I would love to be a creative director one day. How do I do it? And I say, start here do this, do this, do this, do this. And when you are good at this and you have a great portfolio, reach out to me. Cause I, cause I like, if you can get to that point, I'd love to hire you. You seem like you have great work at work ethic. You know, it's just, I don't know, work hard. I don't know. I, uh, I tattoo someone, she works for IGN. And when I first started tattooing her, she did not. Yeah. And she did the thing where she like immersed herself yeah. into it and it, it became a, part of her personality yeah and she was on twitch and she was doing tiktok <laughs> and all these things yeah and now that she works for ign and yeah. it's like you were saying like she she drinks the kool-aid so hard yeah and there's times sometimes i see stuff like on tiktok or instagram where it's like it's a little you know I'm like oh girl you know but yeah. but like that's the lifestyle that's the culture they want her to be in it a hundred percent even I, if it's a little dorky yes. or even if it's a little bit like it's it's gonna be and this is not a diss to your friend who works at IGM, but it no, used, she's the coolest. What's up, Stella? How it, you doing, girl? It used to be my dream to work. That was my dream. I was like, if I could be anywhere near video games, if I could work at IGN, that would might be my dream. I, I honestly, I'd rather kill myself than work at IGN. <laughs> does it stand for International Gooch Network? Is that what? It yeah, is? it does. Yeah. Okay, I thought it so. has nothing to do with games anymore, but it used to be a um, a totally different site. <laughs> But that's what they used, you know, that, it, you was, can take it was from a different name. thing. It was, yeah, it was a totally different thing. Back I understand. Then. Yeah. Uh, is it crazy for you to see how much video games have changed? Like you were talking about the resident evil thing and seeing it in the bedroom and watching it on the little tiny TV. I mean, I, I think it was like a year ago. I saw that uh, side by side clip of like with the new call of duty versus real life. And it's hard to yeah. tell the difference, blah, blah, blah. Is it just whatever to you? Yeah, it is. It's incremental too. Cause I remember when I powered on, uh, and Nintendo 64 for the first time and played Star Wars Rebel Alliance. And I thought that is the best graphics I've ever seen. <laughs> and it's never going to get better than that. And it looks like utter dog shit right now compared. Right. And now games look insane. And so all I'm going to do now is go producer Corey. 64 bits. Dude. Look at shit now. It looks horrible. <laughs> but if you, if you compare it to Call of Duty 3 now that's out you know, that has like real time, you know, render shading and water physics. And it looks like, it looks like life, but it's also going to get better. It's going to get more realistic or more hyper-realistic than life itself. It's just the natural progression of things. I, I'm never really wowed by graphics. I'm not like a graphics guy. You're like a story person. Not really either. I'm like, um, the old, the do old... you like video games? <laughs> no. <laughs> the, the, I have a limited time. I have a daughter now. I have a company now, so I, I can't play a lot. I play League of Legends, like hyper, hyper League of Legends. And that game is neither good looking nor is it story based. Yeah. It is competitive, which I like the mastery element of it. I like getting better with each match. And I like that I can play with my friends. That's like the biggest and it's thing. Literal toxicity. It's like it's it's got a really bad rap. And yeah. I want to say for the record, I am a, a absolutely sterling citizen. <laughs> I have never, ever, ever been reported. I'm I'm good. I don't flame my team. I never call them dog shit. I never flame in chat. I'm always a good boy. On League of Legends. Okay. What does flame mean? Like like you get hot? 
yeah, you fucking piece of shit. You're useless. <laughs> You're garbage. What Uninstall. The fuck you Stick to Roblox. <laughs> I That's have, a really I good have, insult. I have a friend. <laughs> I have a friend who often types, you guys should stick to Roblox <laughs> to his own team when he's particularly heated. <laughs> That's one that I stick to. Oh, my friend Your uses friend. quite yes, often. Yes, yes. Yeah. So all of this being said, what made you ultimately decide to leave the video game industry and do your own thing? I didn't leave the, I don't think I left the video game industry. I'm still, my agency specifically caters to video game clients. So <clears throat> this might be boring. I'll go through it quick. Uh, the big challenge with agencies working in the video game industry is that I'm worried this is going to be boring, but I'll go through it. You guys, you guys cut if it's boring. You're both are on your phone. You're good. You guys are on TikTok. I, I I'm checking I, time. I, yeah, yeah. <laughs> hey, can I have, I have that? Also. <laughs> can I have that Reese's peanut butter cup now? Is there more than one? Is that the last one? Yeah. You guys should split it. No, split no, 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 no. No, split it. it. Let's split it. Let's split it. Okay, okay. We'll split it. <gasps> we could have had no Reese's Dangerous. peanut butter cup. Um, it's white chocolate. Is that true? Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's the good stuff. Um, <laughs> <laughs> hey, Reese's fucking sp- I listen to multiple podcasts where they do ad reads for Reese's. Reese's. I could be doing a fucking ad read Reese's, right now. That's Reese, the good Re- stuff. Reese's pieces. <laughs> Reese's pieces. Is it? That's, what is Reese's tagline? That's the good stuff. It's I don't think it has. I don't think it. I don't think it has one. What? Reese's. What? What is this? You took a bite of it you and then gave me. Bite. Take more. Have it. Weird. Oh, uh, well, I'll be really quick. Please, so we can get to conspiracy corner. I'll take you a history of of, of advertising as quickly as I can. History. No, brother. This isn't brother. a history podcast. <laughs> Why did you leave right. where you were at and pivot to having your own agency? I mean, did we talk about it? Was I recording when we talked about the freedom? <laughs> yes. <laughs> I mean, the answer is <laughs> the answer is the answer is for freedom, right? Like the answer is because I worked some, I worked under, under someone's heel for 10 years. Um, I didn't dislike it. There were some parts I fucking hated. There were some parts I loved. I, I met my wife and some of my best friends through it. I had some of my best memories working in games. The first week I worked at Riot, I remember walking through the halls and thinking I was dreaming. It was my dream come true. I literally achieved my dream that I wanted to do since I was 12 years old. And so video games will always have such an incredible, uh, working in corporate side of video games will always have such a place in my heart. But after 10 years of doing it, uh, you start to realize a couple different things that number one, you're going to raise through the ranks at that point. Um, fractionally, you're no longer going to make large leaps. Uh, I became a group creative director and essentially an executive creative director. The next step for me is like a chief creative officer. Uh, that's not something I have a desire to do, uh, because basically it just means you manage a ton of people and you have to like make executives happy. Uh, you get paid a fuck ton, but your, your soul isn't there anymore in most cases. Right. Uh, so I could no longer grow in a way that I found meaningful. And on top of that, I suddenly was pouring my heart and soul and hours and all my creativity as a human being into products and into stuff that, uh, an executive would look at down the line and make a snap judgment on. And it might just kill instantly. And that kills your soul after so long. So I wanted to stop doing that. And I wanted to stop pouring my heart and soul into making someone else wealthy too. This is like, turns into like. An Andrew Tate podcast really quickly where I'm like, <laughs> you have to make your own life or whatever. But I want I wanted to I wanted to take control of my own destiny. At the same so <laughs> at the same point, uh there's been like sixty one thousand. No, that might be a wrong number. I'm gonna say it anyways. 
Fact check me, internet. There's been like 61,000 layoffs in tech and video games over the past two years. Massive layoffs. And so what was once job security? Guaranteed job security in video games. Video games are never going to fucking die. You're always going to have job security at Google and Facebook and Apple. Suddenly became untrue. And the reality that our destiny is not in our hands at all, it's a fucking farce to believe so, became really starkly true. And so I started to think... I don't want to have my destiny in someone else's hand. I might not have health insurance or benefits or a 401k anymore, but at least I control my own fucking destiny, right? Totally. And so I wanted to go and take control of my own destiny. Uh, I am a creative director with many, many years of experience. I wanted to start an agency because there is no agencies out there in the world that specifically cater to video games in a really authentic way. There's a lot of agencies that go, yeah, yeah, no, we can do video games, but they also do Coke and Bleach and cars. And there's no way that you can do creative advertising for coke and bleach and cars and also do video games because you will never fucking understand video games right none of the people who work there them and their brother didn't play resident evil in the middle of the night at 12 a.m and dream about video games their entire life right i did and i worked in video games so when a client comes to me and says help me market my video games i go i understand your audience because they are me right their heart is the same as my heart some some agency who's worked on coca-cola the, the, the idea of advertising to Coca-Cola is everyone has to like Coca-Cola. You have to get everyone to fucking drink this drink. So your advertising has to be this wide, has to be as wide as a mountain range, right? But for video games, like you guys mentioned, for a League of Legends player, that audience becomes super, super microscopic because they want a specific thing in a specific way and a specific tone. If you try to talk to that audience as broad video gamers, they're going to fucking hate you. But often advertising does that because they've been taught to do that because you have to sell as many cars as possible to people. And so authenticity is really the thing that off is missing. Started the agency, the end. Do you see the crazy parallel to what I did and what you did? Yeah. Do you think it's interesting that you and I both started our own business and went on our own? We're sick of making other people money. Because of destiny, right? You take your destiny in your own hand. You and I will live or die based on our own hand. That's all that fucking matters now, yeah. right? Nothing else matters because the moment you live and die based on your name, this is specific to me, but you might also understand this. If the moment that your name is on a spreadsheet, I just came from, I just left a job where a bunch of wonderful, smart colleagues were names on a spreadsheet that didn't add up anymore. And then they were fucking gone. They dropped them like that. People who worked there for 16, 17 years, they thought their whole life, they thought the rest of their life was going to be there. And some executives, some board members went, oh, fuck, we're not going to make a $1.2 billion. We're only going to make $1.1 billion next year. And they said, you have to lay off 900 people. 900 people lost their jobs like that, right? Because some fucking executives wanted to balance the books more, right? That is not having your, that is fake security. That is the security they promise you in corporate world. But more than ever, people have to understand that that's not real anymore. That is fake security. So why don't you take the ultimate version of security, which is your own fucking destiny, right? Like go and, go and grab that destiny with your own hands. You know? It's really good advice, man. I you, think- you and I fuck ourselves if we're lazy, but yes. we're successful if we, if we work hard. No, we can only look at ourselves in the mirror at the end of the day, right? Yes. I think that's the most security you could ever have, right? You and I, I mean, it's, I, we are very much cut by the same cloth. I feel like sometimes you say things and it's like a, it's just the, the same, same thoughts, different words, different yeah. voice, but yeah. I agree with you completely. I really admire what you're doing. I think it's really fucking sick. Yeah. Uh, we'll do this quickly. Do, do you want to give them some more monster? Yeah, dude. I'm so, my throat is so dry. And that's why I'm moving to Hungary Budapest. Shout out to Hungary Budapest. I know everyone thinks 
If you think Budapest isn't legit, I can here to tell you guys, you got to go visit it. It's the place to be. When I first heard Budapest, this is a travel podcast all of a sudden. When I first heard Budapest, I thought it was like Serbia. I thought it was like what's super, wrong with Serbia? Nothing's wrong with Serbia, but I thought it was like maybe a little <laughs> bit like less like developed. Developed. It's not. It's fucking sick. Come visit me in Budapest, you guys. Come visit. You got a place to stay. We got a big ass apartment. It's like five hundred dollars a month. Oh, you're like already set up out there. Oh yeah, we own a place out there. And you're like ready to dip. When are you dip? The ninth. Yeah, next, next week. week. That's why we're doing this. That's yeah. straight up our. It sucks too because I'd love to have you back on. I just this met is, you and I'm gonna miss you, man. I'm, I'm gonna miss you too. We'll talk on LinkedIn, dude. A shout out LinkedIn. Get me on LinkedIn. You. You'll see me posting. I'm on there. I got a I'm business owner now. I'm building my brand. Fuck yeah. Yeah. Dude. Hey, listen. I'm gonna tell you. I'm proud of you, dog. I'm proud of you. Honestly, legit. Um, I started my thing because I saw you start your thing. Yeah. Does that make sense? Totally. Yeah. You, you were like, fuck you, it, he's doing it. You so went out on your own and said, fuck it, here, I'm going to take my own destiny. And I walked in this room and I went, what the fuck am I doing? Because at the time, I was working for some, I was working for some motherfuckers <laughs> who were giving me shit about everything I made. And they were little fucking babies about everything. And I was miserable. But I said, I have a house in LA. I'm about to have a daughter. I, ha I want my 401k and my, and my benefits. And then I walked in here and I saw you're fucking, you could have your destiny. You could have, you could, you could make your own way and you could be successful too. Right. And that's what I needed to believe in myself to do that too. Right. Um, and then I, and then, you know, I'm working on it. Like we're a month old and you'll get there though. Things are going pretty good, but it takes yeah, time. I mean, we're mo we're moving to, to Eastern Europe because healthcare is, Healthcare is like, I was telling him that like, I was like looking at healthcare and premium elite health. They got like elite hair, healthcare, the best you can get Yeah, talking to a guy. And I'm that like, good shit. I'm like, oh yeah, this. And he like tells me how much it is in Florence, the Hungarian um, currency. And it's like a uh, thousand one hundred USD. And I'm like, fuck, that's kind of a lot a month. And he's like, no, 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 that's every year. I'm like, it's a thousand dollars a year for the best healthcare you can get. The shittiest healthcare here is $700 a month. Yeah. yeah. Oh, uh, I went to the doctor today to find out for him to go, yeah, you've got an ear infection and it cost me $250. Yeah. yeah. So we have a daughter now. I have a one-year-old. So we're just like, my wife is also, shout out Hotel Who. Immersive events going on right now. Go to the hotelwho.com. We will do all this okay, stuff at okay, the okay, end. Okay, okay. You can give all your shout outs and tell people how to do but stuff. I'm proud of you, man. I'm doing this because you did it. Woo. I saw I saw you do it. And yeah. Thank you. It. That yeah. means a lot to me. Uh, I think we're both, I know, I don't think, I know we're both going to be very successful at all of our endeavors. Yeah. We're just going to keep doing what we do. We're going to keep pushing the envelope. Uh, I always tell these guys that like sometime in the future, we're going to be sitting at a big barbecue. Yeah. Looking over my infinity pool, looking at the Hollywood Hills. I'm going to be like, we did it. We fucking made it. I can see it. I have the vision. It's going to happen. Family. 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 And then I'm going to look over at Mike and go, Sarah took the dogs. <laughs> I have to move no. in. <laughs> but you're going to be like, uh, so are you going to be paying off this house for the next hundred years? And I'm yeah. going to say, yes, I have that, to stay that, alive for a hundred years. That's actually the question I wanted to ask you is probably for round two of the podcast, but is the infinity pool in the big house the ultimate goal? No, it can't be right. No, 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 no. It can't be the That's ultimate death. goal for the ultimate goal for me is to create a community that is larger than myself. That's so nice. that basically yeah. like I can provide somewhere for young tattooers to work where they are respected, where they have healthcare, where they have a CPA, where they understand yeah. how to have their money. And then on top of that, like 
I want to have other businesses where that I can provide people with jobs. Like I have the privilege to be able to do those things. Yeah. And I want to create a community where it's like, we have a podcast studio, we have a sandwich shop, we have tattoo shops. (laughs) That's cool. Yeah. I want to create all these different things so that we don't need to go to like, you're talking about like the corporate overlords or going to these banks being like, help me please. I have bad credit. I need money. Like fuck all that shit. Yeah. If we create our own community, we don't need their bullshit. Yeah. We know we fuck with all those people because we've, Go, like grown that you brought like, them yeah. into the pool. Grown yeah. from yes the the thought same thought processes that you know everybody that's involved has yeah we i just a community where we all help each other we all grow together regardless of gender regardless of color of skin regardless of any of that shit we help each other we raise each other up if someone falls down we pick them up if someone needs money we give it to them whatever so all right let's wrap this up yeah <laughs> oh my god <laughs> yeah 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 i gotta go okay uh i'm gonna just forego all the other bullshit yeah conspiracy corner quickly and then we'll do your mystery question and then you can get the fuck out of here i uh conspiracy corner um you know I, the moon landing might have been fake god damn you went right in there you okay. go why i don't know man Look, do the research look it up for yourself yeah i don't know i gotta go I'm gonna- <laughs> he's, like, he's like here's the question what made it real <laughs> i don't know do- we were in arms with russia we needed to prove supremacy the technology just didn't seem there at the time they say that we got to the moon on a rocket that's the same thing in a casio calculator i have no evidence to back this it just seems hard to believe in the end yeah so that's like, fair uh do you like being a parent yeah i love it it's great <laughs> It's amazing. We're like jumping through this yeah. shit now. I have a purpose beyond me. Before I live for me, now I live for someone else. Incredible. Have you always wanted kids or was it no. like, okay. No, me and my wife made me want it. I didn't want to before. Okay. But now I want to, now I want to, now I want to have a different relationship with life and the world and myself. I live for someone else now and there's something beautiful in that. Living for myself now, I realized it was so empty. It was pointless. I had like nice dinners and a nice car. Who gives a fuck, right? empty at the end of the day what matters is my impression on someone and the love that i give to her yeah i don't know the end cool uh we end every episode of the magical mystery question yeah uh so i'm gonna try and get through this as fast as i can for okay you. okay now what we we're just talking about uh, you and i are very both driven people we want to create a better world than the one that was given to us all of these things yeah now let's just say that i for some mysterious reason go off the rails yep and i'm missing and i'm not showing up for appointments and yeah. grits and gravy are calling you and saying michael's not coming in for the podcast yeah and the girls are calling you and saying michael is acting really weird and really out of pocket and we don't know what's going on yeah and you're searching the streets for me sure. all these things and then out of the blue I come back. Yeah. And I'm like, hey, man, sorry. I just had to go on a vision quest. I would just kind of sure. do my own thing. I was out in the desert doing acid, whatever. Yeah. yeah. The same day that that happens. <laughs> he is so over now. <laughs> yeah. uh-huh. The magic is gone. The same day that that happens, you get an envelope. Okay. From me. Yeah. And in the envelope, it Ooh, says. Time traveler. Do not trust Michael. Do not listen to anything Michael has to say. Yeah. Follow the steps and you'll find what you're looking for. Yep. Okay. Yeah. And you start to do the research and blah, blah, blah. And all these things happen. And you finally get someone to message you back. And they're like, I'm going to give you all of the information. Mm -hmm. I need you to meet me in this parking garage at the bottom level at noon on this day. Be there. Yeah. I'm going to give you the information. Yeah. Okay. And you get there and it's your car and the other car. Mm -hmm. And who gets out of the car? It's me. Yeah. Time traveler. And I say to you, (laughs) your brother, he got too deep and he found out too much information Uh and he had too many people's names on too many lists. The replicant now. And we had to 
eradicate him. Yeah. And I am a perfect, affable, chill clone. Replicate, yeah. And I am going to be the the Michael that we all know now, but he, I'm not going to create any waves, anything like that. Yeah. Now, when he and I were eye to eye, I told him that if he can defeat me in combat, yeah. then he can have all the answers. Okay. And now your choice is to either defeat me in combat yeah. or just wash your hands of it and we go our separate ways. Yeah. Which one do you do? This is such a dumb... I leave. <laughs> what? No, I walk away. You would walk away? Are you joking? <laughs> you wouldn't try to kill my clone that killed me? No, what? Why? And get all the answers? And you get all the what answers? answers. Answers to what? Everything. I don't want those answers. Those answers are only going to get me in trouble. <laughs> my, my brother still technically is there. <laughs> but it's a clone and you know that it's a clone that killed me. Okay. What about for the family reunion? Are you still you? I mean, I'm just like a way I'm like a, like me with the volume turned down by five. You're just kind of depressed. No, no, no. I'm very boring. Okay. I'm just extremely <laughs> affable. Okay. Okay. Cool. <laughs> cool. Sounds good. What? This this was like when Marissa did the whole. No. No. What and then the that was fuck? Would you open the sandwich shop? No. No. What the fuck kind of question is that? <laughs> That's the whole point. That's the, the, these outrageous. It's not outrageous. It's just like. No. <laughs> So the alternative is I could potentially get my ass absolutely fucking kicked, which I probably would because you're a clone and you have clone, probably clone or strength, right? you would right? kick his ass and avenge my Number death. One, Don't you do Muay Thai? Yeah, but not that well. But <laughs> one, like, don't, like, I would have to kill you? Yes. I don't want to kill someone who looks like my brother identically. Okay. I'm happier with you alive, whether you're a clone or not. That's a very sweet answer. What does it, I mean, I'm happy that everyone's, all, is, are you malevolent? No. Then what the fuck is the problem? <laughs> you still exist. But it's a machine. The soul, dude. If it has no, there is soul, no soul. There that's is the, no soul. That's, that's the, the problem. But, soul but is part gone. of your soul is in you if it, was, if it was cloned. They pulled part of you. Your memories are your memories, no? That's true. So you guys can still laugh about him being pushed down the yes. stairs. Yes. Then fine. Fine. What is the body if not a vessel for the soul, Mike? <laughs> well, on that note, I want to thank you for being here. Thank you very much. I have to go. I have to go. Okay. Oh, my God. I got to okay. leave. Talk about your agency real quick and where people find yeah, you. Yeah, look in the camera. Tell them how to find you, how to get in touch the with AGZ you. The agency is called Summoner. We're at summoner.studio. We are a video game marketing creative publishing agency. If you got a game, you want to do some marketing creative from some of the best in the world, we got you. Summoner.studio. Add me, Matthew Manorino. I'm on LinkedIn. I'm on no other social media. Please, I don't like social media, but I like LinkedIn. Hit me there. Thank you very much. Thank you for being here. I love you. I love you too. You're the best brother. Thank you. You're the best brother. I'm going to miss you. I'm going to miss you too. I'm going to come to Budapest to hang out. Hell fucking yeah. You guys come to Budapest too. Fuck, I'm fucking down. Hell fucking yeah. I got to get a passport, but yes. Come, yeah, come. You guys got to go. Get a passport. It's not hard to do. I promise. It's, it's very easy. It's super easy. I got to go. Okay, everyone out there. Thank you for being on the podcast or thank you for watching tonight's podcast. This was a wild one. Jesus Christ. Uh, this podcast is produced by producer Corey Dunn and producer DJ Michael Miguel. I love you both. You guys are the best. Matt is just <laughs> getting up for anyone that's watching us on YouTube. Dude is just getting up and leaving. Our theme song is by Javi to everyone out there. Good night. I love you. Thank you for watching. Normally, I would high five my brother, but he's already gone. He's out the fucking door. Thank you for watching. By appointment only. There we go. Love you, buddy. I love you. There we go. <laughs>
That's how you end a podcast. We'll see everyone next week. <laughs> Matt is now dapping up everyone. Thanks for watching. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next week. It'll be a little bit less insane, I think. I hope. Who can say anymore? This, this podcast is just... I love you too. I'm. I'll come see you next week. Okay. Bye. All right. Bye. Bye. Um. So everyone, Matt's Matt's gone. He's out the door. Oh my god! This is the best episode. Um. So this is what happens when you get two brothers on the podcast. I love that. Do you that, think he was really in trouble, or do you think he just did dramatic exit so that he could get out of here? Um. I think that his idea of trouble and our idea of trouble are probably two different things. That's what's up. Yeah. yeah. Like like if Sarah. Sarah would really have to send me some hectic shit for me to be like, oh shit, I am in trouble. Yeah. Yeah. But who can say? Yeah, who knows? But no, he I... also has a child. Yeah, I, I get a, it. A one year old. Yeah. Two uh, loving brothers. My dogs can fucking live. They're fine. Yeah. Uh, well, <laughs> for the last and final time, everyone, thanks for listening. We're not going to cut any of this crazy shit out. Uh, I appreciate everyone that listens. I appreciate everyone that takes care of this podcast, gives me notes on the podcast. And real quick, uh, just to like dive back into what was being said earlier, I think it's super important to find people that are like-minded like you and be able to build things like this. I, there are people all the time. I can't tell you guys how many times people, like my friends that I deeply love come to me and they go, man, I love that you do a podcast. I, I don't know if they necessarily listen all the time or what, whatever, but they love that we do this and they love the things that all of us are working on, all the things that we're doing. You can do it too. It's you, not hard. Yeah, Just do you it. You can do it. You can find other people that agree with you and you have like-minded ideas and you want to do cool shit and you just go, one day we're going to fucking do it. So just do it. Have fun. You know, that's what life is about. Having a good fucking time and enjoying shit. So yes. I couldn't have put it better myself. Corey, you're the best buddy. Hey, I love you, man. I love you guys so much. Uh, on that note, good night, everyone. We'll see you next week. And don't forget to good... Be good to each other, love each other, be tatted, stay tatted, do all the cool shit. Sometimes I say that, sometimes I don't. Today I remember. Whatever. Uh, good night. I love you all. We'll see you next time. Bye.